Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is presented by ChoicesToYou.com, the official restaurant delivery service of Business Radio X. Let ChoicesToYou.com bring the restaurant to you. Greetings and salutations, everybody. This is Stephen Julian, and I am here. Where is here? Well, here is inside the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Here is also inside the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. And here is at the Tiffany Crewman Show. So I'm here with Tiffany Crewman. How are you doing, Tiffany? Doing good. How about you, Stephen? I'm doing fantastic. The other thing that we are here in front of is a fantastic lunch delivered, uh, as always, by ChoicesToYou.com. Today we have uh, lunch brought to us by Uncle Matteo's Pizza. Uh, this is the Uncle Matteo's Pizza located at 3320 Buford Drive in Buford, Georgia. Their phone number to the store is 678-765-2519. So you can certainly go visit the store. By the way, that store uh, has been up by the Mall of Georgia for a few years, and it is under new management. Yes. So if you visited before and it wasn't so great, go back and give them another shot. I have visited before, and I visited when they first opened. It was actually, it's a great location, fantastic place, good food. Uh, I can imagine under new management, it'll just get better. Well, I can tell you how it tastes today, that it definitely it has tasted, gotten better. Oh, it tasted fantastic. Yeah. And uh, as we uh, said, it was uh, brought to us by ChoicesToYou.com. Uh, Choices to You is uh, your best place to go find your favorite restaurant and have them deliver it right to you, especially if you're in the Gwinnett uh, and uh, Forsyth area, or excuse me, the Gwinnett area. And um, the other thing I wanted to point out about Choices to You, Tiffany, did you know that they uh, deliver not just to your home, but they'll deliver to your office as well. I did. I, I don't think a lot of our listeners know that. And this doesn't just mean a company that already caters. This is this could be a company or a restaurant that you love that doesn't typically cater and doesn't have the ability to move the product from there to you. And that's where Choices to You comes and Choices to You dot com. Excuse me, comes in. We have had uh, we have had some guests, and Tom from Choices to You has brought food that could feed yes. many, many people. <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So if uh, you want to do something for your office, if you guys are ordering in lunch, if you're having clients, uh, some kind of an event, uh, go through choices to you.com and they can deliver from some of your favorite restaurants. So thank you to choices to you. Thank you to uncle Matteo's pizza. And thank you to Tiffany for being here. Uh, we are going to uh, continue our conversation, but before we do that, uh, eh, let's deal with a little personal stuff. Um, you are about to get uh, going on a great trip. Yeah, yep. We're leaving on Sunday. Tell us about and it. And we will be gone for three weeks. Uh, my family and I, our two little ones, and my husband and I are all going to travel over to Europe. And so we're going to take kind of a little train trip down through Switzerland and Austria and Italy on uh, U-Rail. U-Rail? Yeah. And so we'll be, we'll be enjoying that. And then when we get done with that, we're going to see my husband's family in Riga, Latvia. Fantastic. And uh, when was the last time you guys were out there to see his family? It's been a couple of years. It's nice. very expensive to fly over, especially a whole family. So we've been saving up for it. If uh, people are following you on social media, they've been uh, noticing that you've been asking about 
uh, stuff with luggage and yeah. how to pack and how to you know <laughs> handle three weeks with uh, with your kids. And we're attempting to do it in one large bag. Not attempting. We are going on Sunday with one large checked bag and then two small carry-ons. Our listeners, learners, and launchers <laughs> have all made the sign of the cross, and they're all yeah. praying for you uh, with that one large bag. I'm gonna need it. So, uh, hope you guys have a fantastic trip. So, also grateful that you're here today. To, you're going uh, on a trip too. I am. We are. Uh, my family and I. We are uh, continuing our odyssey of trying to get to every major league baseball park. Uh, and this year we will be visiting Houston and uh, Arlington to see the Texas Rangers. Yep. So we will be heading out uh, while you're gone. We it's not three weeks, uh, but we will during that time we'll be going. And uh, so if you follow me, what I Facebook. love about this is that it's not just Stephen's wish to go and do this. Him and his wife are equally excited about baseball. It's such a perfect match that they both love it that much. So they're both super passionate about going and hitting all those ballparks. And we have influenced our children at yeah. least in that way because <laughs> they all enjoy it too. So we're looking forward to it. We're uh, we're excited to go. I think we're in, we're in Houston. We're going to try and go see NASA too. So uh, we mm. always that's what we always enjoy is what else the city offers. Yes, so, uh, so that's kind of cool. cool. So we'll we'll both have our stories yeah, when we come back definitely. on the air. In the meantime, over the next three weeks. You'll be listening to some of the past shows, and specifically, we're going to be airing the three previous shows that we've already done up to this point. Yes, uh, because you and I started a great conversation, and and uh, our listeners, learners, and launchers have been listening in on it. And specifically, we've been talking about how do I launch mm -hmm. my product business because right. that's what you did. Right. Um, so the very first week, uh, we kind of. You kind of laid this out in certain steps, step one, step two, step three, and we kind of started the conversation. And it's not to say that those are the perfect steps, but they're the steps that I took or found right. to work best right. for me. So from your experience, mm -hmm. we can all learn from it. So right. um, we talked about those steps. Uh, we stopped in the second week, or not stopped, we uh, focused in on the second week on the lingo. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you get into the product business, there's lingo that they may not know. That was very, very right. educational. Good, good kind of setup for the conversation. And then last week, we got some help from Joel Beck and the Beck Law Firm. And he talked about how to set up the business properly and uh, business licenses and whether mm -hmm. you do LLC or corporate. And listeners love that. We got yeah. so many emails of people asking, you know, further questions. We had one guest stop and I shared this on so social media. This is really cool. After the show, a gentleman stopped by here at the Sonesta Hotel. He had been hanging out in the hallway where they broadcast our show. And he said, excuse me, I hate to interrupt, but I was listening to your show. I have a few questions. Could right. you answer? Right. Uh, we no longer had Joel here. He had left. So Stephen and I went, oh, we'll try. Yep. But um, it was cool. Yep. You know, he actually, he already owned a business. He was thinking about starting a second one and he had a few questions about it. So we're going to send him on over to Joel and let Joel help him with that. Now, the great part is... Um if anyone's in the Sinesta, they can certainly come up and talk to us. That's for sure. Yeah. But if you're not at the Sinesta and you catch this on the podcast, you listen live, the other part of that is you've been getting emails too. Yes. So we yes. want to continue mm -hmm. this conversation. This is this is why you're doing this show is yes. we want to create a community of listeners, learners, and launchers. So well, and you often hear stuff like this and you do have that question, but you don't have the resource after. So right. we're, we're open to those questions. Please go to tiffanycrumans.com and submit on the contact form at the bottom. And we will do our best to answer those questions. That was like the end of the show. So yeah, no, okay. yeah. See no. you next week. No, just kidding. <laughs> so we, uh, today, we wanted to focus specifically on manufacturing, correct? Yes. So, we, so we've gotten the product idea. And before we get to manufacturing, let's touch on real quick the idea of you do need to create a prototype, yes. right? So talk a little bit about the, because we all know your prototype yeah. was, was on TV. We can see it yes. uh, with that clay elephant. But uh, talk a little bit about prototyping. Well, I think most people assume that you're going to need to go and spend two or three, $5,000 on a 
professional prototype of your product. And that is not always the case, uh, especially with a, a more simple product. If you're doing something like a t-shirt or you're doing something very basic, there's no reason why you should be paying money for that. That's something you can construct yourself. I constructed my first prototype. Well, it wasn't meant to be a prototype. It was meant to use on the little boy I was working with. Um, but I constructed it from sponges from Michael's craft shop or whatever, fabric, the inside of a recordable greeting card. I mean, I just basically took all the parts I needed to make this thing work, a, a store-bought medicine dropper, and made my first little Ava. Um, and it worked perfectly to get the point across, and it worked, more importantly, on the little boy I was working with. And you could do the same with your product. So simpler. Yes. Uh, is a, if it's a simpler product, you can definitely do it yourself. Um, and I guess when it comes to, do I need to spend any money on this prototype? Maybe the advice would be kind of use your common sense, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anything you can do yourself. Again, now we go back to this concept of sweat equity, yes. time equity. Mm -hmm. If you can make it yourself all the better. And we're talking about an initial prototype. We're right. not obviously not talking about a working prototype that right. your factory is going to use to, to make this or the CAD drawings involved. We're talking about the initial is, is this thing going to work? You know, can I show this to some people and get some feedback and you know right. what you need to do initially to make it happen. So that's even more reason to not necessarily mm -hmm. spend a ton of your money. So right. uh, you get some kind of prototype. So now let's kind of start talking mm -hmm. about getting into manufacturing. So it really, it could be as simple as how do you find a manufacturer? Yeah. And there's a lot of parts to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So where do you want to start? I, I want to start with saying that this is going to be your your most difficult step in this process. Okay. It may take you six months. It may take you two years to find the factory that you end up working with um, from then on out to manufacture your product for so many reasons, for the pricing, for the way the, the factory ends up working out in the end. Maybe they're not as honest as they said. So I don't want people doing this to go into it, look at one factory. It, it completely messes them over and they throw in the towel. They be expecting, be expecting, Expect to move basically from factory to factory to factory until you okay. find the right one and spend as little as you can doing that until you find the one that's right for you. Okay. So much like in some of the earlier steps, you went to the internet and kind mm -hmm. of started doing mm -hmm. your own research. Yes. I would imagine when it comes to finding a manufacturer, that's probably the same first step. Yes. Okay. And what's funny is um, I, I think most people have heard of Alibaba now mm -hmm. because it's been on the news a lot for how well the company has grown and the stocks and the prices. But um, I used Alibaba in the beginning when it was a, the beginning website and it was pretty basic. It was it didn't work very well, but it got the job done. Mm -hmm. And basically now it's it's much more well designed for everybody to use. And basically this is a website that you go to and it lists anything and everything you could possibly make in the world, unless it's a custom product, obviously if it's something brand new. But it lists different types of products and you can pull it up and find factories for that type of product. Okay. So before you're searching for that factory, what you're really trying to figure out is what type of product do you have? Uh, you know, a fabric product may be called a textile. So you'd be looking for a textile or a cut and sew factory. So try to determine Google and search and do some research to see what type of product do you even have? Mine was an injection molded product. Now, there's other plastics products out there, like the little bath toys that kids play with, the little ducks. Those are blow molded. So there's a big difference. It's a, it's a whole different machine, whole different factory often, um, and a lot different on pricing. So it, my type was used that way because it had to be precise. It had to be made perfectly to where the dropper fit in, locked in, the medicine came out correctly, whereas a, a blow molded product may just be, you know, off in size. Does the Alibaba.com website or any of the others, will they... Do they give any kind of help or advice 
Or is it really? They probably do have some stuff like that on there now. I haven't been on in a while, obviously, because I'm not sourcing something. But um, I I bet they do have a lot of input for that. What I suggest doing is getting on there. You basically um, look through, find the the type of factory that you need to reach and contact a bunch of them. A lot of people are like, oh, I'll give my idea away. You know, somebody in China will make it. That's not what they're out there for. They're looking for business from you search and try to find the right one for you. They're, they're trying to make the product. Yeah, they don't want to steal it from you. They mm-hmm, want to make mm-hmm. it. Um, okay. So when, and, and Alibaba is A-L-I-B-A-B-A.com. Uh, are there any other websites that you would want to recommend to somebody? Uh, ThomasNet is okay. another one. I think it, I don't know if it's still live. I think it is. It's very similar Thomasnet. to Alibaba, but okay. I didn't find it as easy to use as the other one. So, okay. um, yeah, I would and, go with that. And by the way, since it's, since you said it's been a little bit of time since you've had to source your mm-hmm. product. Uh, if any of our listeners are right yeah, in the midst of that definitely. and they found better websites, please give us that information. Yes. We'll be happy to pass it on to the community. And this is obviously talking about working directly with a factory, wherever that factory might be. You you may go through a third-party company initially to try to manufacture your product. It's not the best route because you're going to lose money. They are obviously, if there's a third party, they're getting paid as well. So that's going to up the price of your your product. By using the third party, though, the anticipation there would be you're trying to save yourself some time. Less hassle, less yeah. time. Um, it may be a good first move because you could get the product running and, you know, much quicker uh, and then switch over to, you know, working directly with a factory later. So okay. that's definitely not a big no-no, but if you can go to a factory, it'd be better. Okay. So you've uh, you've reached out to five different factories, 10 different factories. You're starting to start to set up some relationships. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if those factories are overseas, most of our listeners are not going to be able to go check out the factory. Right. So what are, what are, and you said there's a lot of different factors here, but give me the top three or so okay. in your mind and from your experience okay. that you need to really be paying attention to to differentiate these factories. Um, I think one of the main things you need to do is is get references. You need to be calling references for these companies. Let me yeah, stop you. In those references, are you trying to find the companies that you want references from companies who do similar things? Another injection molded uh-huh, plastic? Right. Okay. Yeah. So if I found, if I were looking for Ava and I found another injection molded plastics company who already made plastic toys, I know they have the the capability to make my product. So I may reach out to them and say, look, I have a new idea, a novel idea I'd like to manufacture with you. Um, and you'd start working on pricing with them. But before you do any of that, I would I would ask for um, so that should be references. step one. Yeah, ask because for references. you can call the references and they go, no, they were lousy. Um, I've got a couple things I, that you need to look for on those references. Did they deliver on time? That's a huge one. They can mess up a huge business deal for you if you get a you know you're working with Babies R Us and they've they're demanding that the product is there by a certain time and this factory is out a month then they've just lost a, a major deal for you. Okay. So I would check with at least three people. Did they deliver your product on time? Um, secondly, did they deliver a quality product? You can often have you know a great relationship in the, in the beginning and the product looks wonderful. And then as it starts to come in, next thing you know, this happened to me one time, my product is inside of a clamshell package. So it's what you see on all the store shelves, the plastic you know thing that you have to bust open with scissors, all that stuff. And that parents hate basically. It arrived, one of my shipments arrived and they had made that plastic casing out of the wrong material and it was almost paper thin. So instead of protecting the product and, and instead of holding up, uh, all the trunks, the part that covered the trunk of Ava were crushed. They were literally like, you know, crumpled. 
which wouldn't work. It, it can't put it in retail when it looks like that. You know, it looks like you've stomped on it. So that was a huge uh, mistake on their part and they had to end up fixing it and, you know, making up for it. Thankfully, I had the ability to do that, but some people won't. They may lose a lot of money on that deal. So did they deliver a quality pro- uh, product consistently? Um, one other one would be, when are there national holidays? Uh, a big holiday in China is um, the Chinese New Year. And so that's a, I don't know what the period of time is. I think it's two to four weeks where they're completely closed. Everything is down. And that's often when you're wanting product. After the holiday season, you've sold a lot of product. If it's a kid's product or no matter what it is, you could have sold a lot of product and you're waiting on another shipment. Well, if they're closed and they didn't get it on that boat before, then you're out of luck. Let me ask one other question about references real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, You said one of the reasons you're calling references is to see if they didn't have a great experience. If I would assume if you're asking the factory for references, they're all going to be of current clients. Yeah. Is it unfair to ask uh, uh, a factory, hey, can you give me any contact of someone who used to be a client who isn't anymore? Yeah. I mean, that would be nice. I don't know if they're going to offer it up. but Because um, in that case, I'm assuming, yeah. and, and I guess I guess you could find current clients who I would say- I think people are going to be pretty honest yeah, about what they're doing. We're looking around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they're putting their money into this. And if they haven't been de- delivering correctly, yeah. they're not losing anything. That's yeah. the, the factory that we, might. We so. went with this factory because the price is so low. We're yeah. putting up with a little bit of headache. Yeah. But, you know, so mm-hmm. I guess the big biggest thing is they'll be honest with you. All right. So just a quick reminder, you're listening to the Tiffany Crewman show here on Gwinnett Business Radio X, uh, located at the beautiful Sinesta Hotel in Duluth, inside the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. And we've been enjoying some great information from Tiffany about manufacturing. And we've also been enjoying a fantastic lunch delivered by choicesyou.com. Today, it came from Uncle Matteo's Pizza, located in Buford, Georgia. One other thing about Uncle Matteo's Pizza, before we get back to manufacturing, because yeah, yeah. that's important, but so is pizza. <laughs> Uh, we were looking at the menu that Choices to You uh, gave us from uh, Uncle Matteo's, and not only do they have great ch- uh, chef-created pizzas, and they also have handcrafted salads, but we enjoyed the fact that they have a section called Toasty Fold Witches. <laughs> yeah. Right? So Fold yeah. Witches. I, I I have not had one. No, they didn't bring those. We'll but have to my, have those next time. My curiosity has been piqued. So speaking of uh, curiosity been piqued, uh, certainly people listening, have uh, their curiosity has piqued about manufacturing. Uh, and just wanted to uh, uh, continue. Can I come on... back to Choices to You real quick? Yeah. I thought of something last night. I've okay, got a couple great. of friends that are expecting. And I was thinking, man, this is a great brand for expecting moms. Like this is just taking the burden off the dad who has to run and get God knows what for his wife who's craving things. So choices to you.com is great for so, pregnant women, basically. So They're go, craving a random thing. They can pull it up and find it and get it delivered to their house. To, go to their website. You know, okay, here's my pizza choice, honey. <laughs> yeah. And here's my toasty fold, which is choice. Yeah. And here's my, you know, so you can here's find. my pickles and right. ice cream. <laughs> So find out what it is. There you go. And go through Choices to You mm-hmm. and it'll be delivered uh, right to your door. So we've dealt with office catering mm-hmm. and we've dealt with expected moms. Yes. We'll figure out what's on uh, three weeks from now when we come back. And on, then we had the teenager. The Remember, we had a teenager on our show That's who said, right. this is perfect. That's I can't right. drive. From, I want, it, yeah. but I have money because I make money. Because <laughs> she was running her own <laughs> yeah. business. I like it. Okay. Very good. Okay. So let's get back to manufacturing. Talk about what uh, I obviously cost is going to be a big factor mm-hmm. here, and cost yes. is going to matter. Can cost be? Is there more to that than just here's the cost? Are there hidden fees? Are there yes. you got to ask about all different kinds of mm-hmm. costs? Talk about cost for a sec. I think cost is obviously extremely important. Might be the most important. Make or break factor. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think the most important thing with cost is getting the best price up front. 
you're not going to be able to go to a factory, say a product like mine that's, you know, say it's made for $350. You can't go to them, work them down to a price, and then, you know, two months into production go, no, I really want it cheaper. It's, it, you need to do all of that work up front. Whittle down that cost piece by piece if you have to. If it's a product like mine that has a sound box in it, I made my factory give me the numbers on each piece of my product. So if the, if the dropper was 15 cents, I knew that because I was bringing that in and so on and so forth. So that way you could say, no, we need to shave six cents off of this. Or if the labor is this much, we need to work on that. So, and you would recommend that if yes. anyone's got a product, break it down into each yes. individual thing. So, but I want to focus on one thing you said, you know, do that on up front, mm-hmm. And then that way, if you're two months in, you don't have to, you know, oh, I want to save it here. Mm-hmm. How often do you negotiate the price with a manufacturer? Well, what you're typically getting from them is a um, a quantity price. So they're going to give you something like, if you order 5,000 units, it's this price. If you order 50,000, it'll be this price. Again, another thing that you already need to be working down in the beginning. You need to be thinking like you're ordering 25,000 units, even if that seems huge to you, so that you're not trying to renegotiate that later when you're needing product and you need it on the shelf yesterday. And, and it's too late. Do you know what I mean? But by the same token, so you said you need to be thinking ahead, but by the same token, on those first orders, mm-hmm. don't price yourself out of going yes. under. Yes. Right? Okay. Get it as low as you possibly can right in the beginning. And it's not to say you won't renegotiate later and get it even at an even better price, but I would try to get that low. People often come in and they go, well, my factory, I worked with a lady um, one time who was making a type of shoe um, and it was made for snow or something, but she was getting pricing back that was, you know, maybe $20, $30 a pair of shoes. And it was just this fabric shoe with hardly anything on it. And I told her, I said, you're killing yourself right here. Like this is, she said, well, I'm going to resell it to, you know, the end user for $70. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. You know, forget about the end user. If they will maybe possibly buy this for this price, that needs to be one fourth of what it is now. And some people refuse to, to hardball with these factories and they're never going to get anywhere. If they so don't. negotiation is expected. So important. Yes. Okay. And a lot of women, we struggle with that. You know, we don't want to stand up for ourselves or, or they tell us something and we take it as golden. These factories are going to tell you stuff like, one great example is MOQs. They're going to tell you the minimum order quantity, which we talked about last week, right. is 5,000 units. That's like the magic number for every factory you would work with overseas. Oh, you got to order 5,000 of these. We can't do less than that. Well, guess what? Money but- talks. So if you go back to them and you've ne- negotiated your price, you know what you can get them for at 5,000 units, and you come in and go, I can't do 5,000 units up front. I can do 1,000. Here's the money. Take it or leave it. They will often take that offer. Because it's a matter of them just doing, obviously, less work. They're, you know, if they're going into a factory and they're starting a machine, something like mine might be a little more difficult because they are doing a full production run. But if you're doing shirts, that is, you know, the women who are working in this factory, whoever it is that's doing this, that's less time and and shirts and less profit for them. But it's not changing anything in the process. You know what I mean? Whereas with with something like mine, you can kind of understand those minimums because you have to order a certain amount of plastic material. You have to run the machines for a certain amount of time. So some of it does make sense. They may stick to 5,000 on products like mine. And and here's where it comes back to talking to multiple factories, mm-hmm, taking mm-hmm. as much yes. time as you need yes. to find the best relationship. That's right. And negotiation is not a bad thing. You're mm-hmm. not an evil person for saying, this is what I can do. And I would have one on the back burner. Like right. you can't, you do not put all of your eggs in one basket. You need to constantly be talking to and, and, and making relationships with new factories. Unless you find that one that does work well. We ended up finding one eventually. It took us probably a year and a half, two years. Wow. Seriously. I mean, wow. I'm going through different 
relationships. So we found one that we could trust that stuck to the same price, that stuck to the same quality, that delivered on time, um, that did everything they said they would okay, do. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. And we are going to focus on that for just a second mm-hmm. because one of the main thrusts of this show is your experience uh-huh. with Ava and right. Barbara through Shark Tank. So you say it took you close to two years, year and a half to two mm-hmm. years to find the best relationship. Yes. Does that mean that Ava was not fully produced in a factory for the for two years? No, she was. There was just a lot of money lost, a lot okay. of time wasted, and a lot of money lost. You okay. know, and if if you can hold off, if there's any way to hold off and wait on that one, that's that's gonna. But you never really know you, until you're in that relationship with them and they're delivering product. You don't know what you're gonna get. So I'm gonna guess the very first order for Ava was a five thousand MOQ. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And was that you guys had done some research, mm-hmm. but now that you look back, you go, I wish I'd done a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And pricing was the main reason that we didn't stick with. You know, pricing is what it came down to for right. us. We always had the same quality. Thankfully, everything turned out well with that, but. It came down to money. Okay. So yeah. the first so the first order was a five thousand and you were cycling that through, but you didn't just stay there. So so the one kudos. No, I to think you our guys, first order was probably uh twenty five or fifty thousand okay. because because we were on Shark Tank. So okay. we had to be prepared for a much larger hit than most people. But. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. But it was at a higher cost. And then you yeah. almost immediately started right. doing your research and finding uh-huh. the right thing. Okay. So a good example, too. I've got a lady I'm working with right now that I often talk about with tubesies, the little right. outfits for kids that are fed by tube. Quick shout feeding. out. Yeah. And I always talk about her because she's such a good example. I'm yep. watching her go through the first steps that I went through. Yep. And I I um, consulted with her about a week ago and she's she was heartbroken, said, look, you know, I've got this factory in the U.S. I was so excited about but unfortunately, now they're they're not really getting my stuff over to me on time. The prices are different than what they said it was going to be. There there are extra costs, which we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, that they didn't talk to me about. And she was just devastated. And I said, "Look, you know, if this is not your factory, that's okay. You're on number two. You know, it probably took me fifteen. So wow. just take a deep breath and find a new one. You right. know, you just got to keep pushing and and." Try to keep, you know, finding those new relationships. It's like funny. That. We we in America think, oh, manufacturing, it's dying. It's that. No, no. There's yeah. it's there's plenty of factories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you got to find the right And I hope right that one. there's more here. I mean, I, we can only hope like that that would grow. increase here. But yep. All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, returns. Let's mm-hmm. talk a little. You you kind of talked about one shipment that you got that the packaging was all messed up. So uh, they make a mistake. What, what is that something you need to also think about on the front yes. end? Okay. Yes. They need to have a money back guarantee, just like if you buy something from the store. So important. If you don't negotiate something like that, they ship you a caseload or or a an pallet. entire pallet or, yeah. or forget a pallet. What if they ship a, you know, a the size load. of a semi, yeah. a whole truckload yeah. to you and they're damaged like mine was and you don't have that written into your contract up front. Guess what? You're out of all that money. Okay. So return. So again, it's kind 30 of that. days I think I found was kind of the typical because that gives you time to check the product. Basically it's coming 30 in. days from receipt. Yes. For you yes. to call and say, or, or reach right. out and say, not I 30 days from this. them shipping it. Cause yeah. it could take 15 <laughs> to get to or 22 or something. Exactly. Like, oh, hustle through. Or 30 days for, for them to receive uh-huh. it back. It's yeah, not that. And, and you're going to receive, you know, pallets and pallets and pallets of this. So you're going to have to have somebody that does a quality control and opens every other pallet, you know, a couple cases on every other pallet to make sure that things are consistent. So okay. with mine, people, we had to do that and we had to open them up and press the button, make sure it's talking, you know, make sure the cases aren't crushed, stuff like that, which okay. can be 
very lengthy and time consuming. All right. So that's but worth it. But that's that's another I guess that's a further down the stage once you yes. start that relationship. Yes. At the beginning it's gonna be But you. it needs to be, like you said, negotiated in the beginning okay. so that you're not getting All you're right. not so out of luck. We've talked about price, we've talked about returns. Any other parts of that, you know, any other factors of that manufacturing that we want to kind of mm-hmm. touch? I mean, again, there's a ton of them here. Yeah. I guess, pa- I guess packaging is part of it. I mean, there's just... It- I think the main thing is just being ready to switch. I mean, you just can't get your heart set. Even if you find one you think is your dream factory, oh, this is great. Don't even get your heart set on it. Because right. something's going to happen. The right. price is going to be wrong. Something's going to happen down the road. Oh, pricing. That's one thing we didn't um, go a little more into detail. Make sure that your costs, like with Cecilia, are... Everything is included up front. You need to know, you know, is is this the cost shipped to me? Or is this the cost dropped off at your dock and I have to ship it all the way to myself? That's a huge one because that could make up a lot of money could be lost in that shipment. Okay. Um, so just know up front exactly what you're getting for that cost. It needs to be written out clearly. Again, in negotiation, you want to say, show me the total cost. Make mm-hmm. sure that this is it. This is the bottom line. There's nothing else you're going to add. They may price you an Ava the Elephant, you know, and she's 230 and then you didn't think about your packaging and the cases that they right, go in and right. the pallets that they go on and all of the stuff. I mean, you need to know that you're getting everything for that one cost. So you want to know the total number and then you want to know how that total number is broken down yes. completely. Yes. And then that mm-hmm. becomes your future negotiation if you ever want to talk mm-hmm. to somebody else you know where you can yep. save money, what you think was high from them and, and things like that. And also, it's probably not a bad idea. I would think you said have one on the back burner. It's probably not a bad idea to just stay abreast of what how many factories are out there mm-hmm. and just what are some new yes. ones. And, and, and even start the conversation with it. Even yeah. if you don't get pricing or go into great detail, have a couple that are similar on the back burner, like you said, so that you have a go-to if things go way wrong. Okay. So we're, so uh, I think we're kind of coming to a good wrap up mm-hmm. point in the, in the topic of manufacturing. I would want to encourage all of our listeners, learners, and launchers that a uh, couple things. First of all, we gave you one specific uh, assignment. If there are better resources other than Alibaba or thomasnet.com, yes. we would love to hear about Absolutely. those. Here's another thought I had, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we talked a little bit about manufacturing here in the United mm-hmm. States. Are there any organizations, networking groups? Yes, um, I'd love to know that. Shows that mm-hmm. they are doing where they, because I do think manufacturing, we are hearing that it's on the rise, mm-hmm. specifically with more complex products, right? Yeah. That's kind of where America is, it, North America is starting to kind of come back into the manufacturing mm-hmm. is the complex stuff, the just high. We need some more resources for that. We need like an Alibaba for the United States because right. you will find when you go into Alibaba, you're not going to find a lot of U.S. factories. And you can put in made in the USA, but you're not going to find that many. Right. And so uh, if they have an organization, we would love to hear from them. We'd Definitely. love to interview them to go further into this yes. topic of manufacturing here in the United States. Um, if there are things other than websites for some of the for some of the factories off offshore, mm-hmm. um, we'd love to hear about that. Um, and then uh, the last thing is uh, if you if anything we've talked about has led to some good questions, uh, anything you want us to go more in depth on, uh, we would love to hear from you. So uh, Tiffany, I am going to throw it to you here, and I want you to again give everybody the best way that they can reach out to you through this show. Okay, it's tiffanycrumans.com. That's K-R-U-M-I-N-S. Um, and then you can see all the stuff I'm working on, the places I'm going, and more importantly, you can pull up the show and listen to it there. Fantastic. You can also uh, pull up the podcast. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, mm-hmm. you can do that through your uh, your cell phone, you know, iPhone or, or 
Galaxy, whatever you have, you can certainly find that. I uh, also want to let you know that uh, Tiffany's show is broadcast from GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. We go there live. We also stream the show. We are streaming 24 uh, 7. I other should shows. say, actually, my show does link over to that website. So there when you, you when you come to my website and you click on that button, it is going to take you to to the Gwinnett Business Radio X website. So don't well, be surprised. Thank you for doing that. That's Tiffany. a safe website. I guarantee it. <laughs> You're so nice to do that. All right. And uh, also, um, they can follow you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those other favorite handles that you do. Uh, But for the next three weeks, we're going to be watching you enjoying yourself and we're going to be keeping up and I hope you have a fantastic time with your family. Thank you very much. And uh, also a reminder that uh, the Tiffany Crewman show can be heard every Friday live at 1 p.m. at GwinnettBusinessRadioX.com. Like I said, you can download the podcast. So please come and join our community of listeners, learners, and launchers at TiffanyCrewmans.com. And for Mike and Trey behind the glass, we want to thank them for doing a great show producing the show. And for Tiffany, this is Stephen saying we'll see you next time on the Tiffany Crewman Show.